Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode 105, The Rules-Based World Order. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hello and welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell here with John Potts, and this is the show that teaches you things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. Boy, the world does not want folks knowing what's coming up. Have you seen the news lately? Um, I mean, it's all over the place, it's right? Just, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's worse every day. Everything is so bad, and you just have to think, have we gone insane? Uh-huh. You know, yeah, the I'm... leadership of this country, of all countries right now, is, is going crazy with uh, decisions that you have to think either they're they're stupid or yeah. they're just evil. Or both. Uh, I think it's a little <laughs> of both. They definitely are evil. Yeah. And I yeah. think uh, they have an evil agenda in mind. And so we talk about the satanic global elite. Yeah. You know, and their ideas of controlling humanity. Well, um, We've talked about the World Economic Forum uh-huh. and Klaus Schwab and that group of yeah. absolute satanic morons is who they really are. Uh, but they're they're implementing agendas in countries everywhere, yeah. uh, and they're and they're pushing forward to them. And so they talked about the Great Reset, and you know, mm-hmm. our idiot of a president says build back better. Yeah, it's the yeah. same. You know, it's the same thing, <clears throat> and. There's another term that they're throwing around now. Have you heard this rules-based world order? No. Rules-based world order. Rules-based world order. It's just another euphemism for trying to hide the truth of what they're really doing. And it's, it's so funny because symbolism is so important to the satanic global elite, so they like to reveal it cryptically and through imagery, mm-hmm. but when it comes right down to getting a yes or no answer, they're always going to evade it, and they're always going to put some sort of euphemism on what they're doing. You know, okay. uh, For example, Schwab was saying uh, people will own nothing and be happy, Yeah, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, that's communism. Oh, yeah. Or socialism, you know, which is what is a, a communist is a socialist in a violent hurry. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, um, but now they're saying the rules based world order. And so there's uh, there is a uh, journalist named Jordan Schnacktel or Schachtel, if I'm saying it right. OK. Uh, and he wrote for the dossier. And I'm going to quote him. The free world is a troublesome slogan as basic freedoms have become a radical concept in the year 2022. 
the Western ruling class, which used to defend the idea of unalienable rights, which we used to do in this country, Mm -hmm. has decided that such a term carries too many troublesome connotations regarding the freedoms of you, the members of the plebe class, and I guess he's saying yeah, the plebeians are the, the, the middle lower, yeah. yeah. So it's time for a rebrand and the deployment of some new rhetoric to protect the elites sitting atop the global hierarchy. Well, there's the satanic global elite right yeah. there. So they're rebranding what they're doing. You know, they 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 got to stop talking about making the world safe for democracy. There's still politicians that talk about democracy, but they're liars. They don't know what Mm -hmm. democracy is, number one, first of all. Number two, this nation is not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. But when they talk about democracy, they're talking about the right to go bomb other people. Yeah. To promote their way, the the, the American hegemony. Protect their interests. Exactly. So there's really nothing new about this. They may be calling it a rules-based world order, or some people refer to it as the new world order. Yeah. But... It's an old world order. It's, okay. it's, there's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, uh, if we go there, I've used this passage many times. Verse 9, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. Ecclesiastes 1, 9. Mm-hmm. And that which is done is that which shall be done, and there's no new thing under the sun. So anything they're calling new is just a rehashing of something that Satan knows what works. Yeah, You know, he, he's yeah. got his MO, and he's going to use it. So to me, we see the picture, and when has this been done before, this rules-based world order, this new world order, this one world government? Well, we see it in Scripture and type in Genesis chapter 11, which is the Tower of Babel. Okay. So we talked about this many times, but for the sake of those that might be joining us for the first time. So just the, just the term rules-based world order, you would think that that, I mean, that's not much different than us having laws, but I guess the only thing that I can think of is you're talking about it from a global concept instead of countries. Right. Does that sound remotely right to you? That's exactly even... right. It's it's talking about... It. So laws implies national sovereignty, a constitution or some form of like a Magna Carta, a yeah. founding document that a country bases its laws upon. Yeah. So it's very finite and very specific. You know, they want to get away from that because rules-based world order gets gets rid of laws as we understand it. Mm-hmm. So who who is going to make the rules? You know, the guys that owns all the money. Yeah. And then it's a world order, not a national, not a yeah. nationalism, patriotism. That's all bad. Yeah. You know yeah. everything now. Yeah. Now, right now, if you say I'm a nationalist, people will accuse you of being a fascist. Yeah, racist. A racist. Uh, whatever. Yeah. A patriot. The word patriot is now being synonymous with terrorist. Yeah. That that's yeah. how how distorted it's gotten because of the the morons in power right now, and not just in this country, but in mm-hmm. every country. So it all harkens back to the Tower of Babel. Look in Genesis eleven, verse one. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Now, we're not that way anymore, Mm -hmm. but they were at the time. So it made it easier for them to bring in a global governance. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Shinar or Shinar is what we would call Iraq today. And it happens to be the location of Babylon, which plays throughout the scripture as the city of the devil. Hmm. 
God has his city on a mountain, Jerusalem. Yeah. Satan has his phony, his imposter city. Okay. Babylon. Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, you know, which ultimately is going to be apostate Jerusalem in the end times, but that's another story. So they go to the land of Shinar and they dwelt there and they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Now, right off the bat, there's something that, there's always red flags in mm -hmm. the Bible that's saying, pay attention here. Don't glance over this. Don't just read this and think, oh yeah, they're building a city. Yeah. We built cities for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And today, our construction technology is advanced to the point that when you look at the skyscrapers in a city like Dubai, mm -hmm. th th just look at a cityscape of that sometime. It's phenomenal. It, it, yeah. it dwarfs anything we've ever made. Mm -hmm. The Sears Tower, the Empire State Building, the World Trade Centers. You know, yeah. so it can't just be the size of the city. New York, L.A., they're huge. Tokyo, yeah. Singapore, whatever, you know, Beijing. They're huge cities, far bigger than anything they had back then. The buildings far taller than they would have built back then. Yeah. So is it the size of the city and the height of the tower that was the issue? That can't be. If it were, God would have been destroying cities since then yeah. that were much more populous, populated, and much larger constructions there. So what got his attention? He came down. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. All right, that tells me a lot right there. Yeah. This was so significant, the Lord had to intervene himself, a divine intervention. And he said that their capability here, if they succeed, nothing will be restrained from them. And... When was the last time that God intervened in a divine way on the earth prior to this? It wasn't that long ago from Genesis standpoint. I don't know. What? The flood of Noah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that was, Okay, so that would be prior to this. Yeah, you're right. Right. So why yeah. did he have to intervene? Well, the Nephilim. Yeah. The interaction between angels and humans. Same thing's happening here. They're reaching out. This city and this tower is a way to reach out to the fallen angels. Yeah. Come back. We want your knowledge. We want your wisdom. We want your secret occult teachings. We want to worship you. We want mm -hmm. your technology, whatever. They wanted, there was an explosion of technology when the angels came down in Genesis 6 through the lineage of Cain. You know? Yeah. But there's an issue here with people being all in, as one. Yeah. Right? Because it says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they all have one language. And now nothing can be restrained. So there's something yeah. about that. I don't want to say togetherness, because yeah. that's used as a positive word. Right. But for some reason, he's looking at it going, all these people together. Yeah. And then before that. Um, it's unity. It's a unification. Let us make a name, right, is what they are saying. 
let us make a name. So they're saying, hey, let's all come together, have one yeah. name, like a tribe, unity. And, exactly. no, and right there, lest we be scattered. Yeah. How did so they, they already how? knew if they didn't do it that they, that they would be broken apart and then yeah. they wouldn't achieve their goal, whatever that goal was. Why did they think they might be broken apart? See, that's the question. They, yeah. In other words, they knew what they were doing was contrary to the will of God. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing was wrong, and they knew that God would come and intervene and try to stop them. So they were trying to thwart him. Yeah. So the, the, the idea of them being one, one language and one people, is they were all unified under one ruler. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would assume it was a king of some kind. Yeah. And um, whether they were being compelled to do it or not, it, the implication seems to be they were unified. And so the Lord had to go down, and he says in verse 7, let's go down and confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech, because that Mm -hmm. would put a stop to the project. So the Lord scattered them abroad uh, um, upon thence from the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. And incidentally, the city was named Babel, which is the precursor to Babylon. Yeah, okay. All right? So all of that is to say that it's always been... Satan's objective to get humanity under his control under a single government type. Yeah. I suspect whoever their king was, and if it was Nimrod, and it may have been, I don't know, but if it was Nimrod, he's a type of the Antichrist. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a precursor to that. So it's all about going down and and essentially um attacking the children of God. If they if they gain this control in the rules-based world order, what they're really attacking is Christianity. Okay. Yeah. What the new world order and the great set really is trying to do, when you talk about eliminating laws, well, mm-hmm. what law is in their way? If they can eliminate nations, and I think they're trying to destroy nations right now, yeah. then uh, economically, for sure then what's left is the laws that nations are founded upon, which come from this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They do. So if they can get rid of God's laws, then it's do what thy will. Yeah. You know, it shall be the whole of the law. That's Anton LaVey, right? So mm-hmm. their aim is wow. to, they're going to attack Christians. They want to wear out the saints. Last week we talked about Genesis 3 and the seed of the woman and the seed of the yeah. serpent. Okay, we won't read that again. It's Genesis okay. three fifteen. And we, we know that Cain rose up to slay his brother, yeah. the first martyr, Abel, right? The first human murderer was Cain. Yeah. So that's in Genesis chapter 4. And what happened was Cain had a mark put on him. We were talking about marks last yeah. week. Yeah. What is the seal of God on their foreheads? Well, we don't know what that seal is, but Cain had a mark put on him. And the Bible says he was of that wicked one. So he's another precursor, in a sense, Mm -hmm. to either the Antichrist or a follower of the Antichrist. And what did he do? Well, he murdered the righteous, his own brother. So in a sense that, you know, they went out from us, we talked about in 1 John 2. um, Tares among the wheat, we talked about, you know. False brethren, you know, they're going to be like human beings attacking us. So (laughs) let's go to Daniel chapter 7, and let's talk about, let's say, phrase wear out the saints you know to wear them out we want to take a look at Daniel 7 and this chapter is a prophecy of of the Antichrist um, he's called the little horn and we're going to be in verse 21 it's a vision that Daniel's having we're going to kind of just jump right into it Um, he sees this beast and ten horns come up and one horn rises above his Others, the okay. fellows. Verse 21, I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, 
and prevailed against them. All right, so this horn is a person, we're going to find out. But he makes war with the saints. Verse 22, uh, he prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Ancient of Days, the word ancient is capitalized with the letter A. Yeah. So that's a reference to Jesus Christ. Huh, okay. It's a reference to the Lord. And judgment is going to be given to him when he comes back. So it says he prevailed against them, this little horn, Antichrist, prevails against the believers in Christ, the saints, until the Ancient of Days came. Judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. We're going to reign with him, right, okay. on the earth. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom, and that's what's coming. The kingdom of heaven was taken by violent. The violent took it by force, mm -hmm. uh, and, we're, and Christ is going to take it back. Verse 23, thus he said, the fourth beast from which the horns came, shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms. And if it helps you to know, throughout the book of Daniel, four kingdoms play into God's timeline of prophecy. Okay. The first was Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. He was conquered by Persia. Okay. Media Persia, and the Persians ultimately were the, the, that kingdom. They were conquered by Alexander the Great of Macedon, so the Greek kingdom is the third. Okay. And they were supplanted by Rome, the fourth kingdom. Okay. So what's interesting is the Roman Empire has been dead for many, many centuries, right? Yeah. Not so. Remember when we talked about the parables of the tares among the wheat? Mm -hmm. And Christ said, you know, when they asked him, why are you speaking in parables? He said, because unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. To them, the unbelievers, it's not given. Yeah. So the kingdom of heaven went into mystery form. Well, Satan always imitates God. So his kingdom is in mystery form, too. His kingdom at the time of Christ was the Roman Empire. Okay. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness in Luke chapter 4, Christ said, I mean, the Bible says that the devil took Jesus up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Yeah. Well, the kingdoms of the world at that time were the Roman Empire. Okay. And he said, all this power is delivered unto me, to whomsoever I will, I give it. How is it delivered to Satan? Through the government. Yeah. Through, those, through the Caesars and whatever. They worshipped Saturn. Yeah. They worshipped, uh, you know, the, this, Satan. So um, he offered him that kingdom, but of course Christ rejected the offer. Well, his kingdom went into mystery form. The Roman Empire may have fallen, politically speaking. Yeah. But it still exists. Through symbolism, you know, one of the symbols of the Roman Empire was the fascis, which was, was the what? Fascis. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, F-A-S-C-E-S. -E it's a bundle of sticks. Okay. And it was usually shown in the hands of a ruler, like a Caesar. Okay. Usually he would have a scroll, which was like their law, and then the fascis, which was symbol. And I think sometimes it was wrapped around the handle of a hatchet. Okay. Okay. Uh, we get our word fascism from it. Okay. So fascism, which is, you know, basically the government owns the means of production, corporate, mm -hmm. you know, is tied with corporate, owns the corporations. And that's where we're headed. Corporations are basically running our government now. Yeah. yeah. So the fascists, incidentally, if you look at the Lincoln Memorial and you see Lincoln sitting in the chair with his hands on the mm -hmm. arms of the chair, on the front of the arms of the chairs are fascists. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, that was a symbol of the Roman Empire. The eagle was a symbol of the Roman Empire. The eagle's a symbol of many countries. 
But the yeah. countries that are in charge right now, in particular, the United States, we have yeah. an empire. This is not a republic. It's an empire. It's an yeah. oligarchy run yeah. by corporatists. Yeah. Yeah, so. But anyway, all of that to say that uh, the symbolism is there. So the fourth kingdom is Rome. We're still in the Roman Empire. Is there any symbolism in Russia or China, I guess, or, or Asian, I'm, I'm sure there Asian is. countries? I'm, I'm just trying to make a point. Yeah. Is, is it only the United States? No, because other the, countries in Europe had eagles, Germany, yeah. you know. and well, it, well, maybe then it's NATO, right? Yeah. Could United be. States and its allies. Yeah. Or, you know, it's probably the dominant hegemony right now. Yeah. That empire. If if the Lord tarries, they'll go down and be replaced by either the bear or the dragon. Yeah. Right? Russia or China. Yeah. But I don't know what's going to happen. You know, hmm. we don't know. So we're, but either way, it's still going to be the Roman Empire. Yeah. Because it's still Satan's fourth beast. So he'll gain control of the bear or the dragon for his purposes. I mean, China's already communist. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I don't know what to make of Russia. Right now, but yeah. uh, but they're you know they're not communists anymore. But uh, no, but they they seem to have, and we only know what our, our media presents to us or what we can research on our own. But they seem to have very good relationship or close ties with China. They do, and it's growing. Yeah, because the dollar has got to go down. The petrodollar is going to be replaced yeah. by either the yuan or the ruble. Yeah, at some point, because we're just. I I believe the satanic global elite is trying to destroy all nations. Mm -hmm. to bring about a one-world government. But I think they're shooting themselves in the foot by destroying the West because the East is going to unite against them. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Who mm -hmm. knows what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. So the fourth beast in verse 23, here's the answer, shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth. So it's going to be a global empire and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And that perfectly fits American hegemony there. Yeah. And the horns, the 10 horns, uh, out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. I, I should say NATO. That's a better word. But NATO is just yeah. a puppet to the U.S. You know, the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and shall be diverse from the first, and shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words. This another horn that rises up out of the ten shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So the Most High is a reference to the Lord. Mm -hmm. The little horn that speaks great words is the Antichrist. Yeah. And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High, which is going to be to uh, persecute the believers. And then here, and think to change times and laws. And that brings us back to rules-based world order. Hmm. Okay. Get rid of the laws of God, change them into his rules, right? Yeah. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time, which is three and a half years. Yeah. Yep. So the ruling class is the one making the rules, the satanic global elite, and they're going to be the persecutors. That's really, you're not being told the truth of anything in the news for sure oh, or by yeah. the governments of the world. But what I do know is they are ultimately attacking this book. Yeah. your faith, and they're attacking the Lord. If he's going to speak against the Most High himself, they're going to go after the Lord. Yeah. They're going to, no and that, that final battle that's fought between the Antichrist and Jesus Christ, he fights against the Lord. He turns from Israel, and he turns to fight the Lord. 
So this is how arrogant this entity is. Hmm. Now, to go back to quote Jordan Schachtel again from the dossier, he says, what our ruling class really means by the rules-based world order is that they want to continue making all of the rules. They have no moral high ground to claim. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. Because over the years, they've been destroying nations, bombing nations, uh, destroying economies like they're doing right now. So they have no moral high ground to claim. So a vague appeal to some kind of shared moral principles must suffice. In short, the rules-based world order is nothing more than a moral appeal to keep the same people in charge of everything. Yeah. Because they failed at everything they've done. So this new, excuse me, this new rules-based system is about <laughs> transgender rights, yeah, <clears throat> um, Green New Deal, mm-hmm. um, you know, saving the planet, getting rid of capitalism so everybody has the fair share. You know, you'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and really... All of that plays into the Antichrist because the gender blurring is going to make the human hybrid uh, genetic manipulation that much easier to do, you know. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed, but to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. Uh, And it's in defiance of God's command for a man and a woman to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Because if if we are neutering all these children or or giving girls hysterectomies, they're not going to bear any more human children. Yeah. You know. And that whole agenda is about destroying God's purpose. Wow. So go me to Matthew 24. Let's look a little bit at that persecution that's coming to the saints. And by the way, there's no... Persecution has been going on since the beginning of the, of the gospel. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about it's going to be worse during these times. But don't think the saints haven't been in tribulation. The church hasn't been in tribulation since the start. It has, but this is going to be worse. In verse 8 of Matthew 24, we read, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And they shall uh, then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. 
and many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. We talked about them last week. Yeah. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And this is coming. This is happening now. I think it's starting, you know, the beginning of sorrows, if you will. Uh, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, he's literally talking about, though, while it may be going on now, the great tribulation is a specific period of time. Yeah. Seven years in the making, or seven years in total. And the rapture of the church is going to take the body of Christ out of this world because it's the time of Jacob's trouble. Yeah. So it's Israel's testing and God's wrath upon the earth. We're, not, we're delivered from the wrath to come. We're not going to be here for that. But he warned them back in Matthew 10. If you turn back a few pages to Matthew 10. He warned them what it's going to be like, even in their day. Okay, even in their okay. day with the disciples. Verse 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. And while those things did happen in the book of Acts, it's going to happen again. Yeah. And it's going to be the persecution of the saints there. And that little horn that we read about in Daniel chapter 7 is the Antichrist. He's got his ten kings, which as far as I'm concerned are going to be the ten oligarchs that are going to control all nations at that point, this yeah. this final empire, this fourth kingdom. And it's manifested in Revelation 13 through the actions of the beast. What do you think it means when it says that he that there's the ten kings, but then th he will subdue three of them? Is yeah, there I any significance to that? He may, he may kill three of them. I don't know if they're going to have a change of heart after surrendering their kingdoms to the beast, you know? Yeah. Or what? But he's going to get rid of them. He's going to subdue them, means to put them under, you know. Yeah. Whether he kills them or puts them in prison. And then the remaining seven, if you will, or yeah. six, if he's one of them, you know, mm -hmm. if he's one of the ten, are going to be, uh, you know, the, the final group. And it would make sense at six. Yeah. Because when you think about the dragon, this fourth beast that rises up out of the sea... Well, let's read it in verse um, 1 of Revelation 13 for the context. Okay. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns. So think of, it's a seven-headed dragon. Yeah. Well, think of Lucifer, Satan, the serpent, is the middle head. Then there's three on the other side of each. Yeah. Six other heads. So is that why there's 10? Yeah. And then the he has to subdue three. So that brings it down to seven I think, heads, right? I think so, so maybe it's 10 rulers. Yeah. Three are put under subjection or... Or killed. Or, yeah, killed. Yeah. And then, so then you have, I'm just speculating here, but then seven heads, right? Yeah. Maybe seven countries? I don't know. Well, we know, there's seven kings. Seven we know kings, that. yeah. But if, it, 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 here's what's really funny, John. When you think about it, if you're familiar with the menorah, which is the Jewish candlestick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's seven candles. Yeah. One in the center, six, three okay. on either side, you know, like, like this dragon. Yeah. I think Satan's emulating God always, yeah. trying to be in that type, you know. And hmm. so something of God is taken and twisted into something that yeah. Satan uses for his devices. But we're going to skip down to verse 5 here. Okay. So this beast is a dragon. It's the fourth kingdom. It's Rome. He's a composite of all the other kingdoms. 
the leopard uh, um, being Greece, the bear being Persia, the lion being Babylon. And then verse 5 says, And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months, a time times half a time, yeah, three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And who he's blaspheming them that dwell in heaven would be God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. the angels, and us. Because the rapture will have occurred okay. and we'll be up there. And we're coming back. So who's remaining on the earth that are the saints would be the Jewish believers that believe the preaching of the 144,000. Okay. The gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached again. Verse 7, it was given unto him to make war with the saints on the earth and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And this is where you get into the whole thing about the mark and all. Yeah. Well, that's what this rules-based world order is all about. It's bringing about a system of governance so that this can take place. Okay. It can't take place right now. Not not in the way we are. Nations divided. How are all the world's nations going to come together and surrender their sovereignty to a single king? <clears throat> and all religions worship a single god. There, there's mm -hmm. no way that could happen in the conditions, but things are changing rapidly. Oh, yeah. So this rules-based world order. Skip down to verse 15 of chapter 13. This uh, another entity shows up who's called the false prophet, and okay. he's uh, another beast, uh, and he causes he's the one that leads the world to worship the first beast. Okay, verse fifteen, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. They make an image of him, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as should not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And you know we talked. If you ever wonder why he's called the beast. And we talked last week about the tares and the wheat and that these false teachers among the believers are called brute beasts. Yeah. The beast is also going to be a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something to all that. Uh, so they'll be killed if they don't worship the beast. And take, in verse 16, he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. So that tells me socialism doesn't work because you still have rich and poor. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> even even in the end here, there's going to be the rich. There's going to be f slaves and free. Yeah. And there's going to be uh, small and great in power. And he says that they have to have a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So when the lying Schwab says people will own nothing and be happy, he's just satanically trying to set this up. He is mm -hmm. probably satanically controlled. He's either a Nephilim himself yeah. or demon-possessed or something that's trying to bring about. He, he wants to bring about this, you know, and he's trying to convince the nations to follow along. Yeah. The rules-based world order is nothing more than trying to implement the beast. So there's a dangerous denial going on right now that if we don't wake up, and pay attention to what's going on. If we think everything's just fine, I always have a bad president, I always have a bad prime minister, uh, the, the economy will turn around, whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe it will for a time. Yeah. But there's a quote from the American thinker. There's an article written by Francis P. Simpa. 
and whoever this person is, they said those foreign policy elites who promote a rules-based international order consider themselves citizens of the world and they govern that way. To them, nationalism is dangerous. Climate change is the existential threat we face. Disarmament is always good. Mm -hmm. Sovereignty is old-fashioned. Open borders are imperative. All problems are best solved multilaterally, and America first is parochial and, well, deplorable. Hmm. (laughs) So you hear all these politicians echoing these statements that this is coming from the satanic global elite. They're marching to that agenda. Yeah. We don't have an elected president. We have a puppet. Yeah. And most other leaders are the same. Yeah. They're being controlled by these oligarchs that you don't know who they are. And I'm not talking about necessarily the George Soros's and the Bill Gates and the Zuckerbergs. Yeah. I do think Zuckerberg's not a human being. But that's <laughs> you look at pictures of him. He, he's clearly an artificial <laughs> entity. Uh, but, um, but I'm saying that the power's behind them. Yeah. People that could buy and sell them 10 times over are Rothschilds. Yeah. You know, those names that they go back. You talk about royal families and bloodlines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They've probably been. The Illuminati. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So they're probably going to comprise the 10 kings. Yeah. From those groups, you know, I would argue. Do you think that most of those people, if they're people, (laughs) are uh, completely hidden? I mean, do you have a theory about that, or do you think it's... Well, Rothschilds are are out and about, and there's other names that we could name. You know, they're they're uber-rich families that do their thing in Cannes and Monaco and have super yachts and all that kind of stuff. But I also think that they're probably involved in human trafficking Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. child molestation. Uh, I think Pizzagate is very real. But it goes far deeper than what they've even uncovered. And we'll never know the depths of that depravity until the Lord comes back. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They're, they're, huh. they're satanic human beings. Yeah. No doubt about it. Maybe not every single member of the families. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But hey, but, if they don't want to be cut off yeah. from the money. They just look the other way. Yeah. So those 10 kings who we, we, we were talking about really is who we're talking about. The rules-based world order is going to be controlled by them. Uh, they're going to come out from out of the shadows, I think, soon. Um, we don't, you know, and, and actually declare themselves to be who they are okay. rather than just operate secretly behind the scenes. But in Revelation 17, if you look in verse 12, it says, And the 10 horns which thou sawest are 10 kings, which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. The people were one in Babel, Hmm. you know, in the plain of Shinar. They had one language. These shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them. So the the Antichrist was making war with the saints. These are going to make war with the Lord himself when he comes back. They're actually going to turn to fight Christ and his angel army. So they must be hybrids of Can't some kind. Can't be human. Yeah, no human is that. Yeah, we could, couldn't be. Couldn't do it. Couldn't stand. You know. Yeah. Uh, so these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. And we're going to be with Him when He comes back. So um, 
you know, we've talked about this last week in Jude. Uh, I'll, I'll reference it right quick, but in verse 14, when he said, um, uh, Enoch, uh, and this is Jude quoting from mm-hmm. the book of Enoch, ostensibly, okay. uh, which is not a canonical book, but it's historically significant. And he says, And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, and he was talking about everybody involved in this new world order or rules-based world order. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all Mm -hmm. and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. And the speeches, he's talking about, is like this blasphemy that we were just reading in Revelation. Yeah. And the book of Enoch, if you read it, it's all about the fallen angels and their Nephilim hybrid sons. You know, it's all about how that happened. And so uh, he goes on to say in verse 16, These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Um, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. And so there's something about that. There's something that's it's, yeah. he's trying to tell us that these individuals that want to reign over us are going to be the ones that persecute the saints. They're going to make war with the lamb himself. And they are very much a part of a satanic agenda. I think they know it, but uh, we don't know it. And we don't necessarily know who they are. Here's what they're doing right now to turn and, and, and set the field up for, for this. Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. We know the timing is the last days because Paul said so in verse 1. 2 Timothy 3, 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Okay. Well, there's always been danger. So this must be significant. Yeah, It's like when Christ said, nothing shall be restrained from them, whatever they imagined in Genesis. When he said in Genesis 6 that every imagination of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. Mm-hmm. Then the perilous times shall come are going to be like that. Yeah, That kind of wickedness. For men shall be lovers of their own <clears throat> selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, we're seeing all this playing out right now. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded. I mean, it's almost like we're reading a, the uh, the um, curriculum vitae of Congress. <laughs> <You know? laughs> despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, traitors, heady high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And notice he says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And it's so interesting that, you know, they have a form of God. They're going to try to present themselves as godly leaders of some form, you know. The tares among the wheat. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And then, um, let's see, I've got a reference here that I read wrong no verse 10 actually i want to go there anyway but thou hast fully known paul continues my doctrine manner of life purpose faith long suffering charity patience persecutions afflictions which came unto me at antioch at iconium at lystra 
what persecutions I endured, but the Lord, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. And so the Lord is going to deliver us. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about that. But we will suffer persecution. He said so, verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And that's been going on for a long time yeah. now. But it's going to get worse. And that's what he says in the next verse, 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I think they're going to be deceived also by these Nephilim hybrids. Hmm. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The antidote is not to create a rebellion, have another revolution, yeah. whatever, vote them out. Yeah. The antidote is to continue preaching this truth yeah. and the gospel so that men might be saved. That's the only hope the world really has right now. Yeah. Because what's happening is, like I said, they're, it's, they're attacking this book, the satanic global elite, and ultimately they're going to start going after the saints. Yeah. And then when the Lord comes back, they're going to turn their weapons on. So the answer is not to, to stockpile food and get you 10 AR-15s and prepare to fight. It's to start exposing right. the satanic global elite's people so that they see what's happening. That's right. And, and, and you know, it's nothing against people that are doing that. I think it's a good idea to have weapons. I think it's a good idea to yeah, defend your family. I agree. And if you're if you're able to stockpile some food for times that come, I mean, we used to do that in Louisiana because of hurricanes. Yeah. You know, so all that makes good sense. However, if it comes down to they're going to launch a, a small tactical missile, they'll destroy you. Yeah. No matter how many AR-15s you have. So it's yeah. it's not like you're going to take over the government with our guns. Yeah, we're we're holding them back from attacking for now. Well, I guess my point is that people get so caught up into that, right? That yeah. it almost becomes their whole identity, mm-hmm. and then um, you shouldn't. And you know, you'll run into these folks all the time, and they'll be like, "Hey, come out to uh, my friend's ranch. We're having a big barbecue and yeah. a get together." And what they're trying to do is recruit you into some group or something. Oh yeah, and it's all you know that all about this, right? And I'm not saying that all that's wrong either. Being prepared or having something well, to defend yourself. You don't know how much of that is FBI plants trying to pull oh, yeah, into a yeah. group to get you into something where they can arrest you. Well, I guess my point is that you're letting your focus be so much on that, yeah. right? And it's you're being pulled away from exposing what's actually going beyond yeah. behind the scenes right. and letting other people know so that they can start searching through the Word and, and finding for themselves more answers rather than being caught up into all that. Because you're not going to change what's going to happen. You're not going to stop what's coming. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So what we need to do is realize that, yeah, first of all, when people are inviting you to things like that, be very careful that you know mm-hmm. who you're dealing with. Yeah. Because most of the time it's going to be some deep state psyops that they're trying to frame you or do something to you. Mm-hmm. That's what happened in January 6th, as we're yeah. finding out. I mean, it's over and over again. You cannot trust any government. Yeah. No government agency. I don't care who they are. Second thing is, uh, you're not going to stop what's coming because the Bible says it's coming. That would make God a liar if we could stop it. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen. So prepare yourself. But what we really should be doing and where we should be focusing our attention is promoting this truth. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting people saved, which is how you can help us. Because what we do here is we're trying to get the word out to let people know what's coming with the time we have left. Yeah, We can defeat the satanic global elite by getting people 
to come to the knowledge of the truth. Absolutely. And when you do, then Satan has no power over you. He may persecute us. He may even kill us. But he's not going to take away what we have in Christ. He can't take away our hope. And our prayer is that you'll come to know the same hope that's in him. So, John, thank you. Absolutely. As always, and uh, thank you for listening today. And we just appreciate it. Uh, look forward to coming up soon. John and I did a wonderful interview with author Sylvia McKelvey of Storm on the Horizon. And I believe that's going to be the next episode that people will see. Awesome. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fascinating book. You're going to love it. And you're going to love the interview. She was a wonderful guest. And we cannot wait to share it with you. So till next time, thank you for tuning thank in. You. Take care. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at utbnow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.